0: This episode is brought to you by BunnySlippers.com. Go to BunnySlippers.com in the show notes and learn how you can buy an awesome, awesome pair of those Highland Cow Slippers. They're so shaggy and they keep my feet warm in this breezy studio. You know what else is cool? FoundAdamClothing.com Cool, cool, cool retro-looking t-shirts based off of designs found in your favorite golf films. I still always wear my Bad News Bears, Chico uh, Bail Bonds t-shirt. The orange sleeves are super cool. Kind of a yellowy-orange. They're cool. I like them a lot. I got a couple of them, and I wear them all the time when I'm doing stuff. They used to be my formal shirts, and uh, now they've turned into my woodworking shirts. But I wear them all the time still. And so can you at founditemclothing.com com too, if you're always going for that, a uh, real genius, cool guy uh, look. That, uh, what's his face did? Real genius. That's a that's a fun movie. I can't I can't remember if it holds up still or if it has problematic scenes. All right. Anyway, uh, something that probably may have some problematic parts in it. Ambrose Spears' Devil's Dictionary. It was written in the late 19th century, so. I don't think he was a creep in some ways, but there's other ways that, I don't know. Time just kind of moves on, and that's kind of just like, ooh. So, I'm not an Ambrose Beers apologist. If he says something that upsets you, you know what? It probably upsets me, too. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, hey, here's some Ambrose Beers Devil's Dictionary. Him poking fun at everything. I don't know who I'm going to have as a guest on this month, but I probably will try and, uh, try and dig some people up for this one. So, hopefully, but I don't know, halfway through the month, towards the end of the month, there'll be some cool special episodes, and I don't know who else I can have. I mean, I can always bug Ken Hyde about it, and I can always, uh, I don't know, beg David Heath to help me out again, and... I don't know, maybe uh, put a bunch of stuff up on Twitter and get the Ambrose Beers group uh, going on. Check out the Ambrose Beers group on Facebook. There's several Ambrose Beers groups. I recommend them all. <laughs> and what else? Oh, Don uh Death of Ambrose Beers. Really good book. Check that out. I'm always going to tout that one. That is a fun one. Uh, I'm trying to remember if anyone's done any uh, Ambrose Beers RPGs that I know personally. Uh or any uh, troubadours who've uh, sung any songs. I don't think of any. Write me. Let me know. Go to pgttcm.com Go to the comment section. Let us know what's going on. And uh, hey, why don't you check us out on Facebook and on Instagram. We're Black Clock Audio Tales. And hey, wherever you're listening to us, give us a a thumbs up, subscribe, Uh, let other people know that you like us, and enjoy the show.
1: This reading by Kara Schallenberg, www.kray.org. The Devil's Dictionary by Ambrose Bierce. The letter G. Gallows, noun. A stage for the performance of Miracle Plays in which the leading actor is translated to heaven. In this country, the gallows is chiefly remarkable for the number of persons who escape it. Whether on the gallows high, or where blood flows the reddest, the noblest place for man to die, is where he died the deadest. From an old play. Gargoyle. Noun a rain-spout projecting from the eaves of medieval buildings, commonly fashioned into a grotesque caricature of some personal enemy of the architect or owner of the building. This was especially the case in churches and ecclesiastical structures generally, in which the gargoyles presented a perfect rogues' gallery of local heretics and controversialists. Sometimes, when a new dean and chapter were installed, The old gargoyles were removed, and others substituted, having a closer relation to the private animosities of the new incumbents. Garter. Noun. An elastic band, intended to keep a woman from coming out of her stockings and desolating the country. Generous. Adjective. Originally this word meant noble by birth, and was rightly applied to a great multitude of persons. It now means, noble by nature, and is taking a bit of a rest. Genealogy. Noun. An account of one's descent from an ancestor who did not particularly care to trace his own. Genteel. Adjective. Refined. After the fashion of a gent. Observe with care, my son, the distinction I reveal. A gentleman is gentle, and a gent genteel. Heed not the definitions your unabridged presents, for dictionary makers are generally gents. By G.J. Geographer Noun A chap who can tell you offhand the difference between the outside of the world and the inside. Habiam, geographer of wide renown. Native of Abu Keber's ancient town, in passing thence along the river Zam, to the adjacent village of Xelam, bewildered by the multitude of roads, got lost, lived long on migratory toads, then from exposure miserably died, and grateful travellers bewailed their guide. By Henry Hawkhorn Geology Noun. The science of the earth's crust, to which, doubtless, will be added that of its interior, whenever a man shall come up garrulous out of a well. The geological formations of the globe already noted are catalogued thus. The primary, or lower one, consists of rocks, bones, or mired mules, gas-pipes, miners' tools, antique statues minus the nose, Spanish doubloons, and ancestors. The secondary is largely made up of red worms and moles. The tertiary comprises railway tracks, patent pavements, grass, snakes, moldy boots, beer bottles, tomato cans, intoxicated citizens, garbage, anarchists, snap dogs, and fools. Ghost. Noun. THE OUTWARD AND VISIBLE SIGN OF AN INWARD FEAR. HE SAW A GHOST. IT OCCUPIED, THAT DISMAL THING, THE PATH THAT HE WAS FOLLOWING. BEFORE HE'D TIME TO STOP AND FLY, AN EARTHQUAKE TRIFLED WITH THE EYE THAT SAW A GHOST. HE FELL AS FALL THE EARLY GOOD. UNMOVED THAT AWFUL VISION STOOD. THE STARS THAT DANCED BEFORE HIS KEN HE WILDLY BRUSHED AWAY, AND THEN HE SAW A POST by Jared McFester Accounting for the uncommon behaviour of ghosts, Heine mentions somebody's ingenious theory to the effect that they are as much afraid of us as we of them. Not quite, if I may judge from such tables of comparative speed as I am able to compile from memories of my own experience. There is one insuperable obstacle to a belief in ghosts. A ghost never comes naked. He appears either in a winding-sheet, or in his habit as he lived. To believe in him, then, is to believe that not only have the dead the power to make themselves visible, after there is nothing left of them, but that the same power inheres in textile fabrics. Supposing the products of the loom to have this ability, what object would they have in exercising it? And why does not the apparition of a suit of clothes sometimes walk abroad without a ghost in it? These be riddles of significance. They reach away down and get a convulsive grip on the very tap-root of this flourishing faith. Ghoul, noun, a demon addicted to the reprehensible habit of devouring the dead. The existence of ghouls has been disputed by that class of controversialists who are more concerned to deprive the world of comforting beliefs than to give it anything good in their place. In 1640, Father Secchi saw one in a cemetery near Florence, and frightened it away with the sign of the cross. He describes it as gifted with many heads and an uncommon allowance of limbs, and he saw it in more than one place at a time. The good man was coming away from dinner at the time and explains that if he had not been heavy with eating, he would have seized the demon at all hazards. Athelstan relates that a ghoul was caught by some sturdy peasants in a churchyard at Sudbury and ducked in a horse-pond. He appears to think that so distinguished a criminal should have been ducked in a tank of rose-water. The water turned at once to blood and so continues unto this day. The pond has since been bled with a ditch. As late as the beginning of the 14th century, a ghoul was cornered in the crypt of the cathedral at Amiens, and the whole population surrounded the place. Twenty armed men with a priest at their head, bearing a crucifix, entered and captured the ghoul, which, thinking to escape by the stratagem, had transformed itself to the semblance of a well-known citizen, but was nevertheless hanged, drawn, and quartered, in the midst of hideous popular orgies. The citizen whose shape the demon had assumed was so affected by the sinister occurrence, that he never again showed himself in Amiens, and his fate remains a mystery. GLUTTON a person who escapes the evils of moderation by committing dyspepsia. Gnome noun. In North European mythology, a dwarfish imp, inhabiting the interior parts of the earth and having special custody of mineral treasures. Björson, who died in 1765, says gnomes were common enough in the southern parts of Sweden in his boyhood and he frequently saw them scampering on the hills in the evening twilight. Ludwig Binkerhoff saw three as recently as 1792 in the Black Forest, and Snedeker avers that in 1803 they drove a party of miners out of a Silesian mine. Basing our computations upon data supplied by these statements, we find that the gnomes were probably extinct as early as 1764. Gnostics. Noun. A sect of philosophers who tried to engineer a fusion between the early Christians and the Platonists. The former would not go into the caucus, and the combination failed, greatly to the chagrin of the fusion managers. New. Noun. An animal of South Africa, which, in its domesticated state, resembles a horse, a buffalo, and a stag. In its wild condition it is something like a thunderbolt, an earthquake, and a cyclone. A hunter from Kew caught a distant view of a peacefully meditative new, And he said, I'll pursue, and my hands imbrew in its blood at a closer interview. But that beast did ensue, and the hunter it threw o'er the top of a palm that adjacent grew. And he said as he flew, It is well I withdrew, ere, losing my temper, I wickedly slew that really meritorious gnu. By Jarn Leffer Good Adjective Sensible, madam, to the worth of this present writer. Alive, sir, to the advantages of letting him alone. Goose. Noun. A bird that supplies quills for writing. These, by some occult process of nature, are penetrated and suffused with various degrees of the bird's intellectual energies and emotional character, so that when inked and drawn mechanically across paper by a person called an author, there results a very fair and accurate transcript of the fowl's thought and feeling. The difference in geese, as discovered by this ingenious method, is considerable. Many are found to have only trivial and insignificant powers, but some are seen to be very great geese indeed. GORGON Noun The gorgon was a maiden bold, who turned to stone the Greeks of old, that looked upon her awful brow. We dig them out of ruins now, and swear that workmanship so bad proves all the ancient sculptors mad. Gout. Noun. A physician's name for the rheumatism of a rich patient. Graces. Noun. Three beautiful goddesses, Aglaya, Thalia, and Euphrosyne, who attended upon Venus, serving without salary. They were at no expense for board and clothing, for they ate nothing to speak of, and dressed according to the weather, wearing whatever breeze happened to be blowing. Grammar Noun A system of pitfalls thoughtfully prepared for the feet of the self-made man, along the path by which he advances to distinction. Grape Noun. Hail, noble fruit, by Homer sung, Anacreon and Chayam. Thy praise is ever on the tongue of better men than I am. The lyre in my hand has never swept the song I cannot offer. My humbler service pray accept, I'll help to kill the scoffer. The water-drinkers and the cranks who load their skins with liquor, I'll gladly bear their belly-tanks, and tap them with my sticker. Fill up, fill up, for wisdom cools, whene'er we let the wine rest. Here's death to prohibition's fools, and every kind of vine-pest. By Jamrak Grape shot, Noun an argument which the future is preparing in answer to the demands of American Socialism. Grave. Noun. A place in which the dead are laid to await the coming of the medical student. Beside the lonely grave I stood, with brambles t'was encumbered, the winds were moaning in the wood, unheard by him who slumbered. A rustic standing near, "'I said, he cannot hear it blowing. "'Course not,' said he, "'the feller's dead. "'He can't hear nout that's going.' "'Too true,' I said, "'alas, too true! "'No sound his sense can quicken.' "'Well, mister, what is that to you? "'The deadster ain't a kickin "'I knelt and prayed, "O oh, father, smile on him, "'and mercy show him.' "'That countryman looked on the while, "'and said, "'Ye didn't know him.' by Povitër Dunco gravitation noun the tendency of all bodies to approach one another with a strength proportional to the quantity of matter they contain the quantity of matter they contain being ascertained by the strength of their tendency to approach one another this is a lovely and edifying illustration of how science having made a the proof of b makes b THE PROOF OF A GREAT adjective. I'm great, the lion said. I reign, the monarch of the wood and plain. The elephant replied, I'm great, no quadruped can match my weight. I'm great, no animal has half so long a neck, said the giraffe. I'm great, the kangaroo said. See my femoral muscularity. The possum said, I'm great, behold, my tail is lithe and bald and cold. An oyster fried was understood to say, I'm great because I'm good. Each reckons greatness to consist in that in which he heads the list, and Virick thinks he tops his class because he is the greatest ass. By Arian Spurl Doak Guillotine. Noun. A machine which makes a Frenchman shrug his shoulders with good reason. In his great work on divergent lines of racial evolution, the learned Professor Breyfugel argues from the prevalence of this gesture, the shrug, among Frenchmen, that they are descended from turtles, and it is simply a survival of the habit of retracing the head inside the shell. It is with reluctance that I differ with so eminent an authority, but in my judgment, as more elaborately set forth and enforced in my work entitled, Hereditary Emotions, the shrug is a poor foundation upon which to build so important a theory, for previously to the revolution the gesture was unknown.' i have not a doubt that it is directly referable to the terror inspired by the guillotine during the period of that instrument's activity gunpowder noun an agency employed by civilized nations for the settlement of disputes which might become troublesome if left unadjusted by most writers the invention of gunpowder is ascribed to the chinese but not upon very convincing evidence. Milton says it was invented by the devil to dispel angels with, and this opinion seems to derive some support from the scarcity of angels. Moreover, it has the hearty concurrence of the Honorable James Wilson, Secretary of Agriculture. Secretary Wilson became interested in gunpowder through an event that occurred on the Government Experimental Farm in the District of Columbia. One day, several years ago, a rogue imperfectly reverent of the secretary's profound attainments and personal character, presented him with a sack of gunpowder, representing it as the seed of the flash-awful flabbergaster, a Patagonian cereal of great commercial value, admirably adapted to this climate. The good secretary was instructed to spill it along in a furrow, and afterward inhum it with soil. This he at once proceeded to do, and had made a continuous line of it all the way across a ten-acre field, when he was made to look backward by a shout from the generous donor, who at once dropped a lighted match into the furrow at the starting-point. Contact with the earth had somewhat dampened the powder, but the startled functionary saw himself pursued by a tall, moving pillar of fire and smoke, and fierce evolution. He stood for a moment paralyzed and speechless. Then he recollected an engagement, and, dropping all, absented himself thence with such surprising celerity, that to the eyes of spectators along the route selected, he appeared like a long, dim streak, prolonging itself with inconceivable rapidity through seven villages, and audibly refusing to be comforted. "'Great Scott! What is that?' cried a surveyor's chainman, shading his eyes, and gazing at the fading line of agriculturalist, which bisected his visible horizon. That, said the surveyor, carelessly glancing at the phenomenon, and again centering his attention upon his instrument, is the meridian of Washington. End of Letter G in The Devil's Dictionary Read by Cara Schallenberg on February tenth, two thousand six, in Oceanside, California.
2: Recorded by John Hicken. The Devil's Dictionary by Ambrose Bierce. The letter H. Habeas corpus, writ by which a man may be taken out of jail and confined for the wrong crime. Habit. Noun A shackle for the free. HADES Noun The lower world, the residence of departed spirits, the place where the dead live. Among the ancients the idea of Hades was not synonymous with our Hell. Many of the most respectable men of antiquity resided there, in a very comfortable kind of way. Indeed, the Elton Fields themselves were part of Hades. Though they have since been removed to Paris. When the Jacobean version of the New Testament was in process of evolution, the pious and learned men engaged in the work, insisted by a majority vote on translating the Greek word aedes as hell, but a conscientious minority member secretly possessed himself of the record, and struck out the objectionable word wherever he could find it. At the next meeting, the Bishop of Salisbury looking over the work, suddenly sprang to his feet and said, with considerable excitement, "'Gentlemen, somebody has been raising hell here!' Years afterward, the good prelate's death was made sweet, by the reflection that he had been the means, under providence, of making an important, serviceable, and immortal addition to the phraseology of the English tongue. HAG, noun. Now, de lady whom we do not happen to like, sometimes called, also, a hen or cat. Old witches, sorceresses, etc., were called hags from the belief that their heads were surrounded by a kind of baleful lumination, or nimbus, hag being the popular name of that peculiar electrical light, sometimes observed in the hair. At one time, hag was not a word of reproach. Drayton speaks of a beautiful hag, all smiles, much as Shakespeare said, Sweet wench, you would not now be proper to call your sweetheart a hag. That compliment is reserved for the use of her grandchildren. Half. Noun. One of two equal parts into which a thing may be divided, or considered as divided. In the fourteenth century a heated discussion arose, among theologists and philosophers, as to whether omniscience could part an object To three halves, and the pious Father Aldrovinus publicly prayed in the cathedral at Rouen that God would demonstrate the affirmative of the proposition in some signal and unmistakable way, and particularly, if it should please him, upon the body of that hardy blasphemer, Minucius Pacinus, who maintained the negative. Pacinus, however, was spared to die of the bite of a viper. Halo. Nan. Properly, a luminous ring encircling an astronomical body, but not infrequently confounded with aureola or nimbus, a somewhat similar phenomenon worn as a headdress by divinities and saints. The halo is a purely optical illusion produced by moisture in the air, in the manner of a rainbow, but the aureola is conferred as a sign of superior sanctity, in the same way as a bishop's mitre. Or the Pope's tiara, and a painting on the Nativity by Zedkin, a pious artist of Peth. Not only do the Virgin and the Child wear the nimbus, but an ass nibbling hay from the sacred manger is similarly decorated, and, to his lasting honor be it said, appears to bear his unaccustomed dignity with a truly saintly grace. Hand, noun, a singular instrument worn at the end of the human arm. And commonly thrust into somebody's pocket, handkerchief noun, a small square of silk or linen used in various ignoble officers about the face especially serviceable at funerals to conceal the lack of tears. The handkerchief is of recent invention; our ancestors knew nothing of it, and entrusted its duties to the sleeve. Shakespeare's introducing it into the play of Othello. Is an anachronism. Desdemona dried her nose with her skirt, as Doctor May Walk and other reformers have done with their coat tails in our own day, an evidence that revolutions sometimes go backward. Hangman, noun, an officer of the law charged with duties of the highest dignity and utmost gravity, and held in hereditary disesteem by the populace having a criminal ancestry. In some of the American states, his function is now performed by an electrician as in New Jersey, where executions by electricity have recently been ordered, the first instance known to this electricographer of anybody questioning the expediency of hanging jerseymen. Happiness, noun. An agreeable sensation arising from contemplating the misery of another. Harangue, noun. A speech by an opponent, who is known as an harangutang. Harbour, noun, a place where ships taking shelter from storms are exposed to the fury of the customs. Harmonists, noun, a sect of Protestants, now extinct, who came from Europe in the beginning of the last century and were distinguished for the bitterness of their internal controversies and dissensions. Hash, X, there is no definition for this word, nobody knows what hash is. Hatchet. Noun. A young axe, known among Indians as a Thomas Hawk. Oh, bury the hatchet of Asperl Red, a piece is a blessing, the white man said. A savage concurred, and that weapon interred, with imposing rights in the white man's head. By John Lucas. Hatred. Noun. A sentiment appropriate to the occasion of another's superiority. Head Money. Noun, a capitation tax, or poll tax. In ancient times, there lived a king whose tax collectors could not wring from all his subjects gold enough to make the royal way less rough. The pleasant highway, like the dames whose premises adjoin it, claims perpetual repairing. So the tax collectors, in a row, appeared before the throne to pray their master to devise some way to swell the revenue so great said they, are the demands of state. The tithe of all that we collect will scarcely meet them. Pray reflect, how, if one tenth we must resign, can we exist on t'other the nine? The monarch asked them in reply, has it occurred to you to try the advantage of economy? It has, the spokesman said. We sold all of our grey garots of gold, and placed where we now compress the necks of those whom we assess. Plain iron forceps we employ, mitigate the miser's joy who hoards with greed that never tires that which your majesty requires deep lines of thought were seen to plough their way across the royal brow your state is desperate no question pray favour me with a suggestion o oh, king of men the spokesman said if you'll impose upon each head a tax the augmented revenue will cheerfully divide with you as flashes of the sun allume the parted storm clouds sullen so gloom the king smiled grimly i decree that it be so and not to be in generosity overdone declare you each and every one exempted from the operation of this new law of capitation what lest the people censure me because they are bound and you are free to some clever scheme laid by eudis poltax to evade i leave you now while you confer with my most trusted minister The monarch from the throne room walked and straightway among them stalked a silent man with brow concealed, bare-armed, his gleaming axe revealed. By G.J. Hearse, Noun. Death's Baby Carriage. Heart. Noun. An automatic muscular blood pump. Figuratively, this useful organ is said to be the seat of emotions and sentiments, a very pretty fancy which, however, is nothing but a arrival of a once-universal belief. It is now known that the sentiments and emotions reside in the stomach, being evolved from food by a chemical action of the gastric fluid. The exact process by which a beefsteak becomes a feeling, tender or not, according to the age of the animal from which it was caught the successive stages of elaboration through which a caviar sandwich is transmuted to a quaint fancy and reappears as a pungent epigram the marvellous functional methods of converting a hard-boiled egg into religious contrition or a cream puff into a sigh of sensibility these things have been patiently ascertained by monsieur pasteur and by him expounded with convincing lucidity see also my monograph the essential identity of the spiritual affections, and certain intestinal gases freed in digestion. Pages Quarto 687 In a scientific work entitled, I believe, Tatio Demonorum, John Camden Hotton, London, 1873, his view of the sentiment receives a striking illustration of a further light consult Professor Dam's famous treatise on Love is a product of alimentary maceration. Heat noun Heat, says Professor Tyndall, is a mode of motion, but I know not how he's proving his point, but this I know, not words bestowed with skill will set the human fist a moving, and where it stops the stars burn free and wild. Crade expertum, I have seen them, child by Gorton Swoke. Heathen noun a benighted creature who has the folly to worship something that he can see and feel. According to Professor Harrison of the California State University, Hebrews are heathens. The Hebrew the Heathens, says Harrison, he's a Christian philosopher rhyme. A scholagnostic good chap if you please, addict too much to the crime, of religious discussion in my rhyme. Though Hebrew and Harrison cannot agree on a modus vivendi, not they Yet heaven has had the designing of me, and I haven't been reared in a way, To join the thick of the fray. For this of my creed is a soul in the gist, and the truth of it I aver. Who differs from me in his faith as an ist, an ight, an eye, or an ear, And I am down upon him or her. They tarrison heard with perfunctory chin, toleration. that's all very well, To roast his nuts to his nostril thin, and his running, I know by the smell, A secret and personal hell. By Bissell Gip. Heaven, noun, a place where the wicked cease from troubling you, with talk of their personal affairs, and good listen with attention, while you expand your own. Hebrew, noun, a male Jew, as distinguished from the Shebu, an altogether superior creation. Helpmate, noun, a wife or bitter half. No, why is your wife called a helpmate, Pat, says the priest, since the time o' your wooing? She's never assisted in what ye are at, for it's not ye ever doing. That's true of ye reverence, Patrick replies, in a sign of contrition and vices, but be bedad it's a fact which word implies, for she helps to make the expenses. By Marley Wattle Hemp, noun. A plant from whose fibrous bark is made an article of netware, which is frequently put on after public speaking in the open air, and prevents the wearer from taking cold. Hermit, noun, a person whose vices and follies are not sociable. Hers, pronoun. His. Hibernate, verb intransitive, to pass winter season in domestic seclusion. There have been many singular popular notions about the hibernation of various animals. Many believe that the bear hibernates during the whole winter, and subsists by mechanically sucking its paws. It is admitted that it comes out of its retirement in the spring, so lean that it had to try twice before it can cast a shadow. Three or four centuries ago, in England, no fact was better attested than that swallows pass the winter months in the mud, at the bottom of their brooks clinging together in globular masses. They have apparently been compelled to give up the custom, on account of the foulness of the books. Sotus Ascobius discovered in Central Asia a whole nation of people who hibernate. By some investigators, the fasting of Lent is supposed to have been originally a modified form of hibernation, to which the Church gave a religious significance, but this view was strenuously opposed by that eminent authority, Bishop Kip, who did not wish any honours denied to the memory of the founder of his family. Hippogriff, noun, an animal now extinct, which was half horse and half griffin. The griffin was itself a compound creature, half lion and half eagle. The hippogriff was actually therefore a one-quarter eagle, which is two dollars and fifty cents in gold. The study of zoology is full of surprises. Historian. Noun. A broad-gauge gossip. History. Noun. An account mostly false, of events mostly unimportant, which are brought about by rulers mostly knaves, and soldiers mostly fools. Of Roman history great knee shown, shone, tis nine-tenth lying, faith thou wish known? ere we accept great Nebo as a guide, wherein he blundered, and how much he lied. By Solda Bup Hog noun. A bird remarkable for the catholicity of its appetite, and serving to illustrate that of ours. Among the Mohammedans and Jews, the Hog is not in favour as an article of diet, but is respected for the delicacy and the melody of its voice. It is chiefly as a songster that the fowl is esteemed. The cage of him in full chorus has been known to draw tears from two persons at once. The scientific name of this dicky bird is Porcus Rockefelleri. Mr. Rockefeller did not discover the hog, but it is considered his by a right of resemblance. Homeopathist, noun. A humorist of the medical profession. Homeopathy, noun. A school of medicine midway between allopathy. And Christian Science to the last, both the others are distinctly inferior for Christian science will cure imaginary diseases, and they cannot homicide noun the slaying of one human being by another there are four kinds of homicide: felonious, excusable, justifiable, and praiseworthy. but it makes no great difference to the person slain whether he fell by one kind or another. The classification is for advantage of the lawyers. Homiletics Noun The science of adapting sermons to the spiritual needs, capacities and conditions of the congregation. So skilled the parson was in homiletics that all his normal purges, animetics, to medicine and spirit were compounded with the most just discrimination founded. Upon a rigorous examination of tongue and pulse and heart and respiration, then, having diagnosed each one's condition, the scriptural specifics this physician administered, his pills so efficacious and pukes of disposition so vivacious, that souls afflicted with ten kinds of Adam were convalescent, ere they knew they had em. But Slander's tongue, itself all coated, uttered, Her bilious mind and scandalously muttered that in the case of patients having money, the pills were sugar and the pukes were honey. From Biography of Bishop Potter Honourable. Adjective. Afflicted with an impediment in one's reach. In legislative bodies it is customary to mention all members as honourable as, General gentleman is a scurvy cur, Hope Noun Desire and expectation rolled into one Delicious hope, when nought to man is left, Of fortune destitute, of friends bereft, When even his dog deserts him, and his goat, The tranquil disaffection chews his coat, While yet it hangs upon his back, Then thou, the star far-flaming on thine angel brow, Descendest radiant, from the skies to hint, The promise of a clerkship in the mint by fogerty weffing hospitality noun the virtue which induces us to feed and lodge certain persons who are not in need of food and lodging hostility noun a peculiarly sharp and specially applied sense of the earth's overpopulation hostility is classified as active and passive, as, respectively, the feeling of a woman for her female friends, and that which she entertains for all the rest of her sex. Puri Noun A comely female inhabiting the Mohammedan paradise to make things cheery for the good Muslim, whose belief in her existence marks a noble discontent with his earthly spouse, who he denies a soul. By that good lady, the house is said to be held in efficient esteem. House, noun. A hollow edifice erected for the habitation of man, rat, mouse, beetle, cockroach, fly, mosquito, flea, bacillus, and microbe. House of correction, a place of reward for political and personal service, and for the detention of offenders. And appropriations House of God a building with a steeple and a mortgage on it House Dog a pestilent beast kept on domestic premises to insult persons passing by and appall the hardy visitor Housemaid a youngerly person of the opposing sex, employed to be variously disagreeable and ingeniously unclean in the station in which it has pleased God to place her. Houseless adjective having paid all taxes on household goods. Hovel Noun The fruit of a flower called the palace. Twaddle had a hovel, Twiddle had a palace, Twaddle said our oh, grovel, where you think our bearing malice, the sentiment as novel as a castor on a chalice. Down upon the middle of his legs fell twaddle, and as mister Twiddle, who began to lift his noddle. Feed upon the fiddle, faddle, flummer, and swaddle, a newborn self sufficiency, and thinks himself a mockery. By G. J. Humanity. Noun. The human race, collectively, exclusive of the anthropoid poets. Humorist. Noun. A play that would have softened down the whole austerity of pharaoh's heart, and persuaded him to dismiss Israel with his best wishes, cat-quick. Lo, the poor humorist, whose tortured mind, Sees jokes in crowds, though still to gloom inclined, Whose simple appetite, untaught to stray, His brains, renewed by night, Consumes by day, he thinks, admitted to an equal sty, A graceful hog, would bear his company. By Alexander Pope. Hurricane Noun An atmospheric demonstration, once very common, but now generally abandoned for the Tornado and Cyclone. The hurricane is still in popular use in the West Indies, and is preferred by certain old-fashioned sea captains. It is also used in the construction of the upper decks of steamboats, but, generally speaking, the hurricane's usefulness has outlasted it. Hurry. Noun. The dispatch of bunglers. Husband. Noun one who, having dined, is charged with the care of the plate. Hybrid. Noun. Appalled issue. Hydra. Noun. A kind of animal that the ancients catalogued under many heads. Hyena. Noun. A beast held in reverence by some Oriental nations, from its habit of frequenting at night, the burial places of the dead. But the medical student does that. Hypochondriasis, noun, depression of one's own spirits. Some heaps of trash upon a vacant lot, along long the village rubbish had been shot, displayed a sign among the stuff, and stumps, hypochondriasis. it meant the dumps, by Bogaless Pervy. Hypocrite, noun, one who, professing virtues that he does not respect, secures the advantage of seeming to be what he despises. End of letter H